Well, very much against the odds, Rosaline Frank was able to forge a career as Nelson's first woman professional photographer starting at the end of the 19th century. A local contemporary photographer, Rosalina McCarthy, became so captivated with her near namesake's work and achievements that she's written her story in a book called Belated Accolades. It's actually a joint biography, also telling the story of William Tyree, for whom she worked before effectively running his studio. As well as examining Rosaline Frank's all-consuming photographic career, Belated Accolades looks at the dilemma she faced as a custodian of well over a million negatives and photographic glass plates accumulated over decades at the Tyree studio. The famous Tari Photographic Studio collection has UNESCO heritage status because of its social history value. First things first, though, Rosalina explains how she came to be fascinated with Rosaline Frank's story. I never heard of her until 1976, and it was a very memorable occasion. I had just bought a photographic studio off my former boss, and as I nervously walked through the door to attend my very first meeting of the all-male Nelson Branch of the New Zealand Professional Photographers Association, a loud male voice proclaimed, Oh no, not another Rose Frank. And I remember thinking, who on earth is she? But at that stage I'd never heard of her and i never heard anything else for some time after that. And so I just got on with my career as a professional photographer with the studio and staff to run in Central Nelson, and that was it. Twelve years later, in 1988, the Nelson Evening Mail published a photo with a short paragraph about her, and I looked at it and I thought, well, she looks interesting, and that was that. And at the end of 1989, another article appeared with the same photo, and it was only then I started wondering about her because at that time there were very few women in the Professional Photographers Association. For instance, I remember distinctly going to a conference in Wellington when there was over 40 male photographers and only two women present, and I was one of the two. So that gives you some idea. But once you started to research Rosaline, what struck you about her, both as a a professional photographer, a trailblazer in her area, but also just her personality. That didn't come till much later, funnily enough. I thought I'd better go off to the local museum and find out who she was, because obviously she was a photographer, but who and what and why, I had absolutely no idea. And so they didn't, at that stage, they didn't know much about her either. And so I decided to go up to the cemetery and visit her grave thinking I might find something more about her. And I got the shock of my life when I saw it. And I thought, oh no, I've got to find out who she is. She can't be forgotten like that. And so that's where it all began. When you look at her photographs, how would you describe her style, her photographer's eye? You've got it. Mm. Uh, So you'll see it perhaps in a different way to the rest of us. But what do you see when you look at her work? I see something similar to what I see, which is interesting. In some of her portraits, she was very meticulous in the posing style that she did. She'd go to a tremendous amount of trouble and to pose it exactly right. And I heard that when I interviewed people who'd been photographed by her, I heard that time and time again, the immense amount of trouble that she went to 
and how she'd pose everybody and then she'd have a look and um, pull back the curtain of the camera at the back and check it and then she'd come back and rearrange you know, a blouse or something or other before she would actually take the photos. She searched for perfection in what she took. And she won prizes too, didn't she? Yes, she did. She won several prizes. One was, in particular, Haywood's Photographic. They were a company who did more movies than anything else, and um, they had a competition for the most beautiful child in Nelson, and so she entered it and won it. What's the photograph look like? Is there still a copy of it? I've got a copy of it, but it's not in the book. Um, it was a, of a little girl, and I actually, the little girl I ended up interviewing, she was elderly, and she recounted for me what happened during the um, photographic sitting, how Rosaline arranged her and talked to her and how she hated having a photo taken and she didn't want it, but her mother insisted and all of that. And how she ended up nearly in tears and at that point Rosaline took the photo and it's absolutely incredible. How did Rosaline manage to forge a career at a time where, as you say, she, that she was so in the um, minority and in fact clearly uh, treated with suspicion by the male photographers there? Well, she started off working for William Tyree um, in 1886 and the first thing he did was put her in the dark room and teach her this, that and the other and then he left her to it and gradually she learned more and more and she got more responsibility from him and she had to accompany him because in those days when a female was having their portrait taken there had to be a chaperone and Rosaline would have picked up quite a lot from being the chaperone when a male photographer was taking a photograph of a female be it a child or an adult there always had to be a chaperone so that would be the beginning of it and I picked up as she was learning the different phrases that she was going through there was one um, photograph in particular where two people arranged it and I was starting to pick up her style at that point and one half of the photograph was meticulously arranged and the other half was just ho-hum and she was starting to really design the portrait layout at that stage and it was a wedding photograph and it was very noticeable and then gradually her style emerged She's, she's, I don't know if formidable is quite the right word, but certainly she was determined. But one of the things you've done here, Rosalina, is, it, I mean, you call it a joint biography because Rosaline's story and that of William Tyree, who you mentioned before, are interlinked for such a long time, but also quite a problematic relationship. Oh, yes, it definitely was that. When I was doing my research, I researched her first and then I thought I'd better have a look at what the studio was doing. And then I discovered that William had given Rosaline the power of attorney to manage his business and personal affairs 
And that for me was a heart-stopping moment because I knew I would have to research him to find out what on earth she was managing. And it got really complicated then because she was managing his business interests, which were many and varied. She was managing the studio. She was being a photographer. How that poor woman had time to do anything is beyond me. But it was an intensive life from the start of the power of attorney. And the extra responsibilities that it gave her were mind-boggling for that period because women did not get powers of attorney in 1895 as a normality, whereas today no one would take any notice. But then it was quite a big thing. Now, part of this meticulous research you've done over so many years, uh, the outcome has been to dispel several myths. Does this regard particularly the working relationship between uh, Rosaline and William? Yes. There's been a lot of myth and legend about William Tyree, Fred Tyree, and the Tyree Photographic Collection. I put the story of the Tyree Photographic Collection in a separate epilogue because it was too big. I mean, it's an extensive collection, of course, which is why it has UNESCO heritage status. But are some of mm. the images that have been credited to William and Fred actually hers? And, and, and how yes. can that be proven? I mean, it's not like a painting where there's a signature, I imagine. No. I picked up that one is the style of the photography and two, the location of where Fred and William were. And William wasn't in the country at all. So... I was careful to find out where William and Fred were at the time the photographs were there. I also researched the staff photographers that were around as well because the Tyree studio did take on other staff photographers. But gradually she emerged and I monitored the staffing to see who was doing what and it was very easy to tell by the dates when they started and they didn't last too long, and when they left. And she carried on with her faithful assistant, um, Edith Young. Of the images, we spoke about one of her early ones before, Rosalina, but what would be one of your favourite images of Rosaline's? On the front cover is a photograph of the studio, and at that period of time, that particular studio building used to show slides on a Saturday night for the populace of Nelson to come and have a look. They were scenic slides. And they had a glass window built onto the top story. And on that glass window, they showed lantern slides. So the window, I inserted a photograph of Rosaline because to my way of thinking, she was the Tyree studio, not anyone else. In terms of her retirement, uh, you say, you know, the retirement years were, were not in any way restful and there were issues around the photographic collection of these um, historic plates and negatives. Why was that so stressful for her? What was the situation? I and mean, we know that they're safe, but what was, it, what was happening at the time? This is what, like 40s, 50s? Yes. Rosaline had a lot of pressure on her as to what to do with the collection of plates and negatives. And at one point, it was 1.2 million. And her neighbour and confidant, Beatrice Duncan, spoke, who was still alive when I was doing the research, and I recorded what happened. 
and she spoke to Rosaline several times, what are you going to do? On top of that, there were museum and people coming over from Auckland, Wellington, trying to get their hands on the collection. Wellington in particular, the Turnbull Library, came over several times. They wanted parts of the collection. In the end, they got a 1,000 plates. Then she worried about who was she going to leave it to. And Richard Black, who was the Cawthorn Institute um, photographer at that time, he recommended the Historical Society. She left the collection to them. Unfortunately, they weren't photographers, but they were historical people, and they did the best they could and immediately changed the indexing system, which is a bone of contention to me, because that indexing system that Rosalina and Edith had They could find anything within a few minutes. Suddenly the collection was being revamped and renumbered and re-everything. And it went through several occasions of doing that, which I describe pretty clearly in part three of the epilogues. Until, of course, it's had to be redone again to go online, so it's all digitalised now. You've really championed... Rosaline, haven't you? I mean, not only this momentous book that you brought together spent so much time and effort and detail working on, um, but also I think you were, you've helped to have a street name, Rosaline's name put on a street, um, alongside that of William Tyree. You know, do, do you hope that this book and that these other efforts that you've made to shine a light on her contribution to our early photography, professional photography, will make sure she's not forgotten again. You know, we don't go back to the times when her her grave was just thistles. Yeah, her grave literally was thistles and that spared me on to um, contact the Chamber of Commerce. I was on one of their committees at that time, thankfully, and they helped me to fundraise to put a headstone on the on the grave that had the thistles. But one of the things that amazed me in, in the research and going through numerous historical books that use photographs depicting early New Zealand life, and in particular the Tari collection itself is used a lot. But in writing about um, the leading citizens who shaped early New Zealand and using professional photographers from the Tari collection or from other collections that are around, they never credit the photographers, or very rarely, And yet Rosaline and the others of her time were visual social historians and they were actually called photographic artists for their days because the camera took over from the visual paint artist who painted scenes and painted portraits and then the camera came along and the photographers were recording these scenes. So they were called in the early days photographic artists and Rosaline definitely was a photographic artist. Rosalina McCarthy, who's written belated accolades,